Hey everybody, hope everybody's staying healthy and positive during this whole crazy coronavirus thing. Um, this podcast episode is from my feature on the Creating a Career podcast with Michael Nordberg. We talked about a lot of really good stuff about my personal career path and kind of how that all ties into Brick Media. So take a listen and again, stay healthy, stay positive and enjoy this episode. You're listening to Creating a Career with Michael Nordberg. Through professional interviews and real-world advice, we help you find clarity in your career and build a roadmap to help you get there. Now, here's your host, Michael Nordberg. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Creating a Career. I'm your host, Michael Nordberg. This is episode nine. Uh, Today, I'm excited to introduce Jake Kurtz. He's the owner of Brick Media. We had a really good conversation about what it is to be an entrepreneur as well as just kind of his overall process of what it went from a a nine to five or really probably more like an eight to 11 uh, to becoming your entrepreneur of of his own business and what that process was like for him, what he's learned in the process and what he's looking forward to moving forward. Uh, So if you're an entrepreneur or a spying entrepreneur or just someone that wants to learn kind of what it takes from the inside perspective, I think you're really going to enjoy this uh, episode. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Jake. Hey, Jake, thanks so much for jumping in. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. For sure. And uh, so for anybody that doesn't know, give a little uh, introduction about who you are, where you're from, and just uh, you know what they should know about you. Okay. So yeah, I'm uh, just to kind of set the stage a little bit. I am 29 years old. I'm currently living in Tampa, Florida. I'm not originally from here. I grew up in the Pittsburgh area. And I moved down here right after college. So it was like 2013 when I first moved down here. Um, Just like, you know, I had a friend that was living down here and I wasn't really doing a whole lot up there other than working a sales job that was like 10 bucks an hour plus commission. And like, I knew that it was just to kind of make money temporarily and it wasn't really a long-term thing. So that's what I was doing whenever I first, uh, whenever I first got the idea of coming down here and I got the idea because I had a friend who was actually living down here in his grandparents condo on Clearwater beach and he wasn't paying anything. And, you know, he was just kind of living down here doing a job and wasn't paying rent. And I knew him from college and he called me up one day and was basically like, Hey Jake, what are you doing up in Pittsburgh? And I was like, you know, I'm working this, uh, this nine to five that's kind of crappy and I hate it. And he was like, Oh, well, would you ever consider moving down to the Tampa area? And I immediately was like, yeah. And it didn't really take me, uh, it didn't really take me very long after that. I kind of just like had the conversation with my parents and, um, my dad was all excited about it because he kind of did something similar when he was in his twenties. So it was literally like a two week process. Like I put my two weeks in and then like literally probably a week later I was in the car driving down to Tampa. So I came down here in 2013. Um, 
worked some marketing jobs, went through the whole corporate marketing life for a while. And then in 2017, I started Brick Media. Um, before that, I was doing some freelance just under my own name. Uh, so it's just like Jake Kurtz, you know, consulting. And I was kind of just like a digital marketing freelancer. And I was doing that on the side when I was working full-time jobs. But it wasn't until 2017 that I really started taking it seriously and like called it Brick Media and formed an LLC and like kind of started to view it as something a little bit bigger. So um, since then, I've just been running Brick Media, which is a digital marketing company down here in Tampa. I love this. You just kind of packed up, started your own life and figured it out step by step. And within a couple of years, you're already running a company. That's awesome. Yeah, oddly enough, I uh, I had an article. So I used to write blogs a lot um, when I first moved down here, and like I was just getting into the freelancing and stuff. I used to write a lot, and one of the articles I wrote it was called 30, 30 Reasons to Leave Your Hometown Before You Turn Twenty Five." Um, it went super viral. It literally got shared like a hundred thousand times on Facebook. Um, some big online publication picked it up uh, called Thought Catalog. There, you always see their articles shared on Facebook and Twitter and other places, but they reposted my article. And um, yeah, that was kind of my first viral moment ever was actually about moving away from your hometown. So yeah, that's been a huge part of my story. And without that, I don't know if I necessarily would have been anywhere near where I'm at today. So so did you write that article once you got down to Tampa or did you write that like just as you were kind of thinking about moving? I wrote it a couple years after I already lived here because I come from such a small town and uh, up in Pennsylvania and like all people really care about up there is, you know, high school sports and like, you know, what family is doing what and all the local drama and just all that stuff that small towns care about. And it just moving down to Tampa and like knowing nobody and just kind of figuring it out. It really opened my eyes to kind of like how big the world really is and like how many things you can make happen if you're not afraid to just like get out and try something new and leave. So it was kind of, uh, it was kind of encouraging people to like try something new. And obviously like some people like the hometowns and, you know, some people do like those small towns and like that vibe. But if you do kind of have that feeling like there's something more for you or there's something bigger, um, that article is kind of just like nudging people along and letting them know like, Hey, I did this. Um, these are a lot of the reasons that it worked and like you should try it. So I think it just really resonated with a lot of people. That's awesome. I'll definitely uh, find that and put that in the show notes for anybody that wants to check up on it. Yeah. I'll Uh, try to find the link for you and send it over. Yeah, please do. So when you were first starting out before you like got in the sales job, did you know you wanted to get into the business side or what, what was your thought process? Like, I guess just early on, maybe like college or when you're figuring out what you want to do for a career. So this is kind of one of those things that, I often have a hard time articulating to people that are, you know, in their twenties and their early thirties because people want an answer. That's like, you know, I was passionate about this. So like I went towards this and I got this job and I applied for this internship and it was really kind of the opposite for me. I obviously liked certain things like as hobbies, like I like sports, I like music. Like there's, there's a lot of different things that I'm interested in and like, you know, traveling and whatnot. But I never had that one interest that was like, um, you know, this is my interest and I know that I'm going to chase this passion for like the rest of my life. I never really had that clear kind of calling. And I feel like I spent the majority of my 20s just like trying to figure that out and 
figure out exactly how I could tie things that I liked to a career. And when it came down to picking a major and all that stuff in college, I kind of just picked marketing because I was one of the first people in my family to graduate with a four-year degree. So, you know, looking at a menu of majors in college was kind of just like, I didn't even know where to start because like nobody in my family had like, I didn't have like a bunch of finance people in my family, for example, like I didn't have engineers. I didn't have people that went into legal stuff or medical stuff. So like I had no blueprint laid out for me. So I kind of just picked business because it was the most generic sounding thing that I knew, like, you know, I'll at least get a steady paying job and, you know, figure it out. And, um, honestly, I started taking a couple of classes in accounting and finance and things like that. And I did terrible. Like I failed my first few tests and like, just couldn't get into it. And I was like, all right, I know that I don't like this kind of like dry numbers type of stuff. And then I saw that marketing was an option and it just kind of sounded like it was the most creative thing on there. So I think if you're interested in business, but you hate numbers, then marketing is kind of a good choice because it allows you to, you know, maybe get into a good field that's kind of exploding right now, but it's all, it also leaves you enough room to like change it later if you want to, because it's, it can be applied kind of across the board. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the most uh, easily transferable skills and majors that you can get because no matter like you can be a, a doctor, but you still have to know how to persuade. You still have to know how to sell, which in, in turns, I mean, that's really what you're learning with marketing. Um, but instead of a product, you're selling, you know, whatever it is day to day. I feel like no matter what you do, marketing is possible. You know, you can use it for something. Yeah, that's something that I really like about it is if I ever decide to go into, you know, let's say I decide tomorrow that I want to be a real estate agent, I'm going to be like one of the best marketed real estate agents in Tampa. Or if I want to be, uh, if I want to open like a, I don't know, a bar or like a restaurant or something like that, I probably would have one of the best uh, marketing strategies out there because I've been doing this stuff for basically a decade now and marketing all different types of businesses and like figuring out what resonates with audiences. So it's just a really good skill to have no matter what industry you're in, like you're saying. So um, I'm really grateful that I kind of stumbled into marketing, but, um, but yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of luck, I guess. It wasn't really a passion that led me into it. It was kind of just, you know, one of those things that you can't really explain. It was kind of just uh, digital was becoming popular at the time. And I always really liked technology and websites. And like I had built a couple of blogs in college. Like, so I, I figured out how to do WordPress like very early on, like, just as a hobby. I ran one of those, uh, one of those music blogs back in college where like you check it and there's new music on it every day. So, and that was just because I was really into hip hop and like that kind of music at the time. And I was just always keeping up with it. So I ran a blog in college and that kind of taught me how to build websites and figure out how to get traffic to it and all that stuff. And then once I graduated with my marketing degree, I obviously was trying to, you know, look for marketing internships and figure out how to do digital marketing. So it was a nice intersection of like things I was already kind of teaching myself how to do and also you know something pertaining to my degree so when do you think you became passionate about what you did like did, i guess it was it just you just because it sounds like it was just was 
the least hated thing out of anything <laughs> in business. When did you uh, start to like it and become passionate about it? Was it when you got good at it? Um, honestly, even after I got good at it, I still was going to work every single day, like dreading everything. Um, I didn't become passionate about it until I was running my own business. And like, until I knew that I had the potential to run my own business and like had something to strive for, that's when I kind of got passionate about it. It wasn't necessarily the marketing aspect itself that really got me fired up. Like I knew I was good at my jobs, you know, when you're getting promoted and like you keep getting raises and like things are going well in your corporate job, you at least know that you're good at it and that you're knowledgeable enough to make something happen. So, you know, it feels good obviously to do something that you're good at, but at the same time, I wasn't waking up every day, like pumped that I was going to go, you know, do some marketing campaigns for Walmart or for, uh, you know, some of the other companies that I was working for. So once I did start freelancing and once I did sort of see that there could potentially be a bigger picture and, kind of a bigger path with all of this, that's when I started to get like that fire, like, okay, like now I need to really step up my skills and like get really good at this stuff and, you know, start getting clients and all of that. So I don't know. I just think that's kind of what, that's kind of what told me that maybe being a business owner and being a leader and, um, you know, kind of getting into entrepreneurship, like maybe that is what I needed because I just, I can't go to a nine to five and get pumped up about it. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, every nine to five is bad or that I couldn't get into any nine to five. It's just that I never found the one and I bounced jobs like every year, year and a half, like in, in a seven year span, I think I had five or six jobs. So I was always bouncing around and leaving and trying new things. And I just couldn't find something that I was into. and the whole entrepreneurship thing kind of started out as, you know, maybe this will work. Um, maybe I'll find something that I really love to do. And I was kind of just trying to feel it out and check that box just to make sure that I tried everything, you know, and then it just ended up working out that I became, you know, super fired up and passionate about it. So. Interesting. So you, you never really had it like day one. It wasn't in your mind to be an entrepreneur. It was, it was really just kind of like process of elimination. And eventually you realized that like the key element was like what got you going, what got the juices flowing was when it's up to you, when you're creating something for yourself and for your team. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how that's how it boils down is um, obviously I have to like marketing enough to make that the business that I'm running. And now that I'm really in it and like, I'm kind of doing it and trying to figure it out for clients, it's like a fun puzzle. And like, I really like to try to figure out what audiences they should be going after. And then obviously like what to put in front of those audiences to, you know, to make it compelling and make the audiences want to reach out. So it is kind of a fun thing to figure out and do, but, but yeah, I mean, I have to run the business and not just be somebody that's helping with it. Um, and I guess that's just part of who I am. And I just, I never knew that until I was doing it. Interesting. So random question. I know you mentioned you could do a nine to five and probably find some joy in it. Now that you've done marketing for a while, do you think you'd rather do a nine to five, like in marketing? Cause you're obviously good at it now. Uh, or would you rather run a business no matter what it is, like running a bakery or running a, you know, baseball 
hat store like like w- would you rather be running a business picking like at random over working marketing nine to five? Oh wow that's a really interesting one that I haven't really thought of before um I would say so would I be able to retain all of my existing marketing knowledge or no so I would definitely probably open up some kind of a business then and just use the marketing skills that I have because I think what it comes down to is uh, is running the business. I think that's kind of the the element that needs to be there. So if I'm running like a pet store or if I'm running like, you know, a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, online publication and podcast or uh, a business that makes ceiling fans like i would rather do any of that than be the best marketing director at a company i like it entrepreneur at heart but maybe not but kind of like you know they always ask like is an entrepreneur uh born or are they like you know made and it kind of seems like you were kind of like i don't born but you didn't figure it out until you were made it so it's like a combo i don't even know what you are yeah it's interesting i mean i I think everybody obviously is a little bit different and everybody has a little, a little different of a path. So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm one or the other. I think there is something to be said though, like with just that process of elimination, like you were saying. And I think for anybody listening, you know, maybe instead of looking for the calling or like the thing that you need to do, maybe just try a bunch of different things so that you can at least start to eliminate things that you know you don't like. And I think that really worked for me because I didn't have a clear, I'd never had a clear purpose, passion, calling, whatever you want to call that. So um, I just had to figure it out. And over time, it kind of revealed itself. Dang, I like that. That resonates. That was, that was a good one. That's a good little number right there. <laughs> Appreciate right, it. So, so as an entrepreneur, based on your experience uh, personally, as well as anybody that you know, you've talked to that is ultra-entrepreneur, What's your recommendation for someone trying to, you know, an aspiring entrepreneur trying to start their business? Do you think they should kind of jump into it or kind of do it on the side like you did until you can run it full time? Like, what are your thoughts on how to start it? I would say if you have the means and just meaning the money, like if you have the ability to, uh, you know, like everybody's obviously a little bit different. Like there's some people that are 23 that are sitting there right now with like 50 grand or 100 grand in the bank that either they saved since childhood or that their parents gave them or whatever it may be. But then there's some people that are 25 and literally have zero in the bank and they need to rely on whatever they're making at their nine to five or whatever else they're doing. So if you do have the ability to do it and you can live on a pretty low amount of money and like you're not buying stuff left and right, then I would 100% say the earlier that you can get into it and start trying things, the better. Um, like I definitely did not have the money in my bank account to, you know, just kind of take off six months and, uh, you know, try to build brick media without, um, without a nine to five job supporting me. So I definitely had to do it on the side slowly over time and let it scale that way. But I think if I had had a cushion and like I was comfortable, basically like if I, if I had five grand a month of living expenses, and I had a hundred grand in the bank and I said like, all right, I'm going to give myself six months. So that'll be, you know, six times five, 30 grand. And I'll still have 70 grand left over in my savings. 
Like I would have done that all day long, but I literally would have been homeless if I did that. So I, uh, so I had to do it slowly over time and it was definitely harder and it was more stressful because you have to, you know, obviously wake up at eight shower, whatever, go to your nine to five, come home, work out, whatever. And then it's seven o'clock and you just want to chill and watch TV, but you got to build your thing. Like I was building brick media from seven to, you know, 11 or midnight, like most nights during the week. And that just, that leaves you very little room for balance. But, um, I like what Gary V says in his podcasts. Um, he says like anything good should be hard. So I kind of kept that in mind the entire time. I was like, if I want something where I can sit there and, you know, take off a random Tuesday, if I want, if I want to go travel and, you know, still run my business, if I want to, set my own hours, choose my own clients, make as much money as I want. Like if I want something that good, it, sh- it should be hard. Like it shouldn't be something that you just kind of step into and it's super easy. So um, that was kind of a nugget that I took with me the entire time that I was building. It was like, you know, this is really tough, but like the end result's going to be amazing. And that's the reason you got to just keep putting up with it for a little bit. Yeah, I do love Gary Vee's outlook on that long-term mentality. Yeah, it's really helpful. Got to be ready to do it for a couple of years for sure. Uh, so when, I mean, you mentioned like, you know, back in the day when you first started this out and even before you even started the official company, you were working nights and weekends, building your skills, building your business. What uh, what skills are you working on right now to continue to grow yourself professionally as well as your business? So I would say the main thing right now is just kind of like leadership and hiring and like learning how to scale a business because I feel like I did really, I did a really good job at getting it from zero to where it is now. But if I want to get it from good to awesome, then I'm going to need to learn these new skills, like, you know, how to be a good leader, how to develop people, how to set up different process to make things streamlined and how to build something where it's actually scalable and like, you know, if I got 10 new clients tomorrow, I could actually like accept that and it would work within the system. So I think that's the main thing is figuring out how to get it from, you know, something that makes money to something that can like kind of continue to make more money over time and like grow into something meaningful. Because I feel like right now we're kind of at a weird point where we have so much business, which is great. But tomorrow, if like 10 new clients wanted to sign up, I would not know exactly what to do and I'm learning, you know, over time and I'm getting better at it. But I would say those types of things are what I'm working on now. And, uh, you know, in terms of other skills, as you know, marketing changes so constantly that you always have to be on top of what's going on in the industry and within all the social media platforms and with websites and all of that. So in terms of developing skills in marketing, itself i think that sort of just comes with the territory like you just you just go into marketing knowing like all right i always have to be keeping up with what's coming out and what's new and what is working and what's not so in terms of hard skills i just feel like that's a constant thing that i have to do as part of the job yeah and in terms of the higher level skills i mean i'm just at that point where like this leadership stuff is really becoming important have you found any good resources or books or articles or videos that you've been watching on leadership or are you, is that really just something you kind of have to be tossed into the fire and learn from mistakes and failure? 
I think everybody's different. And I mean, I think that's kind of the overall theme of this entire episode is like, you know, everybody is different and your path is always going to be a little bit different than everyone else's. And that's totally okay. And I think that also applies to how you learn. I'm not the type of person that can just sit there and read a book about leadership and like, you know, be on my way. I really have to just like try stuff and figure out what works for me. And I know that there are some people that, you know, they read three books a month and like, you know, that really teaches them how to like actually, um, you know, integrate that into their day to day. And I'm just not one of those people. Um, so for me, I mean, there's a little bit of podcast stuff in there. Like I do listen to Gary V, uh, pretty regularly because he's a leader and he's in marketing so that he really is relevant to me. Um, there, I'm sure there are some other good ones out there. I'm just not the right person to ask, but, um, but yeah, I think just kind of for whoever's listening, just like try to think about how you learn best. Like, do you learn better by like watching things? If so, you know, there's a billion things on YouTube every single day. Um, if you like to listen to things while you're doing other things, find a couple of really good podcasts to listen to. Um, keep listening to Michael's podcast here. Um, you know, if you like to read, if you like to sit down and focus and you just like need your quiet time and you like to absorb things that way, you know, I'm sure that there's some great books you can read. I know some people like to watch shows like Shark Tank and, you know, other business content like that. Just, you know, just figure out how you learn best and just kind of dive deep into that. But I'm one of those people that, you know, I need like me learning leadership. Like I'd rather like hire somebody terrible and like learn from the process and figure out what I did wrong throughout the process. And like, just mm -hmm. some people don't like to deal with that stress, like in the moment, but I almost feel like for me, that's the only way that I can really learn is through experiencing it firsthand. And like, you know, saying yes to the wrong clients and then like later reflecting on it and being like, all right, why did that client relationship not work out? Did I not set the expectations properly? Uh, is there something I could have done better or was it mainly just them? And like, you know, I didn't do anything wrong in that case. It's, you know, however you learn, just, uh, just dive deep on that. But, um, that's my stance on it. I like that learning, uh, learning through the fire with hiring is pretty expensive though, I'm sure. So you better make sure you learn that one quickly. Yeah. Luckily, um, I hired uh, a girl named Cassie and she's been absolutely incredible. And I think one one thing that I did over, you know, the time period of when Brick Media was still just me is I was obviously meeting with clients all the time, like potential clients and trying to sell my business. But at the same time, I was also just getting coffee with people that were also in marketing and, you know, just meeting up with other people in my industry. That way, whenever I had to scale, I kind of had some people in mind already that I knew might be a good fit. And Cassie was one of those people that I was fortunate enough to meet you know, throughout that process of, you know, getting coffee and lunch with people. And when the time came, I was able to, you know, convince her to leave the current role that she was at and come help me with brick media. So um, I just, I don't know, some of it's intuition and some of it's just like knowing what your exact needs are as a business and kind of thinking of like, you know, making a list of like, all right, these are the top five things that are like really important for what, for what I need to hire for. And then just, you know, trying to think of who you've met that probably fills those, those needs to the best. So um, I've gotten lucky so far, but yeah, I'm sure that can be quite pricey if you 
are just constantly doing trial and error with that. For sure. So what advice would you have for uh, young Jake Kurtz? It's just starting out entering the workforce. What, what do you wish you could tell him? Oh man. Um, that's interesting. I would say, I want to give you guys something valuable. Um, I mean, the obvious one is just like, keep going because if I had known obviously like how things would turn out, then I would have realized that I was on the right track and that I shouldn't get so frustrated with like where I was currently at. Cause there were a lot of times where I was just like getting pretty hopeless. Like, Oh man, I'm never going to find something that I like. Like I'm never going to, you know, find a job that I like. Like I'm always just going to be miserable. And I think my advice would have just been like, dude, you're so young. Like you could literally do nothing right for the next 10 years and still be super young. And, uh, I think my main advice would have just been like, keep doing what you're doing, keep trying things, keep going because eventually this is all going to make sense. Um, so that'd be number one. And I think the second thing that I learned a couple separate times is just to like be more quiet about your actions. Because I think there were a lot of times where I got really excited about something that I was either creating or starting or, um, or doing. And I would like make a huge announcement on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and wherever else. And then either I would change my mind later or I would burn out on it or I'd be less interested in it. And then all of a sudden it was like, Jake, what happened to that, you know, that big thing that you were talking about? And it just led to a bunch of awkward conversations where it was like, oh yeah, like I changed my mind or like I didn't end up doing it or whatever. Whereas I would much rather looking back, just like be a little bit more quiet about what I'm actually up to. And then once I am actually like seeing traction with something kind of like reveal it as like, Hey, here I am versus like, this is what I'm going to do. Like everybody watch. So kind of the reverse of what I did there. Um, Cause I'd rather people be surprised at something that I did in silence versus announcing it up front and then potentially disappointing or, you know, not following through on it. Yeah, I think that's a hard thing to do. I know I always, when, like, I didn't tell anyone about this podcast really until I did three episodes and they were like already released for like weeks before I even like let anyone on social media know. Cause I was like so afraid of me announcing it and then quitting or not wanting to do it and not liking it. I feel like so many people just say they're going to do something and then don't actually do it. So I'm super afraid of that. Yeah. See, like, just from my perspective, I mean, I know that the age gap between us isn't like super crazy, but just like from my perspective, whenever you announced on Instagram that, you know, you had this podcast out and there were already three and that you were like already recording the next couple, like that to me was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Versus like when I see somebody post, you know, the artwork to their podcast and say like coming soon or like, you know, just wait, stay tuned, like things like that. I really liked the way that you did it. And it just came off like, oh, okay, like this dude didn't need to, you know, like brag to the world that he had this big thing, this big thing coming. He just like put his head down and did it and then popped up like, hey, you know, I'm already in progress with this. So, you know, I think it's tempting with the world we live in where it looks really cool and like it's really exciting to announce things on Instagram and wherever else. Like you want to get those reactions from people. But I would definitely uh, you know, kind of go along the route that you did and just be a little bit more quiet because later it just, it just looks better to people that are a little bit older and a little bit more established. Um, 
because obviously people know that like it takes nothing to announce something, but it takes a lot of work to actually make it happen. So that's definitely one thing that I wish I would have done differently, but what can you do? Yeah. You can't know that until you know that, right? Yep. Uh, and then, so my last question for you, similar, but so instead of advice to yourself, what are you seeing? Like, what problems are you seeing young professionals going through that are just, you know, maybe two to five to up to 10 years into the, into the workforce? What are you seeing the problems that they're running into when they're trying to start their career? And what would your advice be to them? Uh, my advice would be just pay attention to what makes you happy. Because I think a lot of people think that they need to be entrepreneurs because like they see cool people on Instagram doing it, or they see, you know, somebody in their friend group doing it. And they think it's like this glamorous thing that everybody needs to do just because it's popular right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I've heard this on other podcasts too, but it's like, you don't just say like, I'm going to go to the NFL and like, you just do it. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of work and a lot of pain and a lot of sacrifice that goes into that. So it's the same thing with like running a business. It's like, you know, you really got to put a lot of work in. You don't just decide like, all right, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And then, you know, everybody should be meant to do it. It's about as rare to be a successful business owner as it is to, you know, make it into the NFL and start on the team. So, um, cause I, I mean, I don't know the exact stat, but I'm sure like, you know, 99 out of every a hundred, uh, small businesses doesn't end up working out. So just keep in mind that it's not something that's as simple as like, I should be an entrepreneur because other people are. It's uh, it's just one of those things where like, if you're meant to do it and if you're not happy doing anything else, then you should probably explore that. But by no means should you just think that that's like automatically the best option. Um, and I think the other thing is back to the happiness thing. Like, I think for the longest time, I thought money and salary increases and things like that were going to basically buy my happiness. But once I reached a certain point of income in like my nine to five life, and then like, obviously, once I started brick media and like making more than I was at nine to five, like, I realized that the amount of money going up, it was like cool to see the progress. But like my quality of life didn't necessarily change that much. Like once you hit a certain point and like you're able to cover your expenses and you're able to like, you know, go out to eat and travel a little bit and like do some things that you would normally do. Once you're able to do that, like things don't get that much better in terms of like happiness. Like you might be able to buy like a slightly nicer car or like something like that. But once you drive it a few times, you're like, okay, like it's just getting me from point A to point B. Um, and that's something that obviously people don't realize until they have it. But I think somebody that's listening to this will probably, you know, in a few years, think back to this moment and be like, oh, wow, he was right. Like, I'm driving this Mercedes, but like, it feels no different than when I was driving my my Honda or whatever it was. Um, and that's another thing is like, you know, the material stuff isn't as great as you think it is. And I, I just don't think people, you know, 22 to 32 necessarily realize that because they see it on social media and it looks amazing, but they forget that people are obviously always going to post the prettiest picture, the most cool picture or, you know, whatever is going the best for them at that moment. So um, just not caring so much about that kind of stuff is something that I think people are doing wrong. And uh, one other random thing that comes to mind 
that I was always afraid to do when I was in my 20s. Uh, well, I'm still in my 20s, but when I was in my early 20s, like first getting into the career, uh, my field was I was always so afraid to speak my mind and like what I actually thought at work, like in meetings and like talking to bosses and things like that. Because I was always so afraid of like how things were going to be perceived. And like, I was always a little bit paranoid about the politics internally and, you know, what different people in the company were going to think of me and whatnot. But I can definitely remember a handful of times where I was sitting in a meeting and like was asked something or something came up and like, I knew that I wanted to say something, but I just didn't say it because I was afraid. So that's something that I wish I would have done more of because now that I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable and I'll pretty much say like anything that's on my mind, you know, as long as it's respectful, like in a meeting, I'll say anything that I really like truly believe in. Like, even if somebody doesn't agree with you or they don't like it at the time, they're still going to respect that you like put it out there. And like later they might realize like, Oh, okay. Like he was actually right about that. Or, um, you know, a lot of the times at companies like deep down, people know that you're right but they're just so wrapped up in the politics that Mm -hmm. they can't necessarily acknowledge it. So if I had any advice to give to anybody, I'd say like next time you're in like your weekly meeting or your, uh, you know, your monthly call or whatever it may be and something pops up and like you actually have an opinion on it, like say what's that, say whatever's on your mind and like whatever you actually believe in. Um, Some of the people in the room probably will view it as smart and like, brave and good versus like thinking you know um you know that's bad like he needs to keep that to himself or whatever that may be um they might come off that way but deep down they don't think that no i like i think my first job i was told uh somebody told me like make sure that you're always the one that delivers the bad news or like always speak up about the stuff that no one else will because like in the in the exact time when you're doing it it feels like your boss will hate you or he doesn't want to hear it from you but the person that speaks up like that they typically like that's the one they're going to respect and want to listen to later down the line because they told you what they were thinking when no one else would or they they gave you the bad news when everyone else wants to just blame it on somebody else oh 100 percent. i mean in marketing especially i mean i'm sure it's like this in most businesses uh in most industries but everybody always wants to talk about like the big wins. Like whenever you're in like a 30 minute meeting, everybody is always like, all right, what are like the three big, like good takeaways, but nobody ever wants to talk about the bad stuff where fixing the bad stuff. A lot of the time is what's going to actually move the company forward. And nobody wants to talk about it because it makes them as the employee, you know, look like they're the bearer of bad news. Looks like they're not like, you know, on the same mission as everybody else. Um, you know, not agreeing with kind of the system that's in place. But in reality, it's probably the thing that people need to hear that they just don't want to hear. So I would say definitely speak up and be that person because down the line, you know, if your boss ends up, you know, if your boss ends up leaving and going to another company and they're trying to think of people in their past that they might want to hire or like, you know, talk to about a certain opportunity you might be the one that sticks out in their head because they'll be like, okay, he was the one that like actually got it and understood it versus everybody else was just kind of blending in and trying to, you know, look good for everybody else. So true. So true. Awesome. I I love it. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for, for jumping on Jake. I think this is for anybody that's 
either aspiring to be an entrepreneur or someone that just really wants to, you know, kind of along the path of you where they didn't know what they wanted to do and wants just a little bit of clarity as well as just, you know, easing their mind. I think you're definitely, uh, your story would definitely resonate with anybody that doesn't know what they want to do or is still in that process of figuring it out. So thank you for, for sharing your story and, and giving some of your uh, experience from not knowing what you want to do to owning your own company. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, I'm sure you can attest to this from, you know, the first time that we met at Armature Works and in Tampa. Um, but I'm totally happy to sit down or like talk on the phone with like anybody that's in their early to mid twenties or, you know, even late twenties or starting a business, whatever, anybody that resonated with something that I said, I'm super happy to get on the phone or sit down and meet with you and talk in more detail. So, um, I just love to help people and, you know, I just, I know the stuff that I went through and I'm I'm super just happy to help and, and, you know, help people avoid some of those things that I struggled with. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think when I, when I think of Jake, I think of two things. One, I think of the 50, 50 shot of when I open LinkedIn, you're the first person that pops up or Instagram because <laughs> every day you are consistently posting something to make sure that you're getting top generation. And then the second one is connecting because you're like the, the, the way we met is he just continually popped up to my, in my feed and he continually said, let's meet for coffee. Let's, let's chat, let's network. Like just, <laughs> just wanted to meet more people. And finally I was like, all right, I, I, I see everybody else networking with this guy. I want to, I want to meet this guy now. And he, and <laughs> I love he made it. time within a couple of days. So yeah, if anybody has any questions for him just after this, you can also listen to, to his podcast and learn more about him and his uh, growth through his company. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to leave his email and, and contact info in the show notes as well. So if you want to reach out with him, grab some coffee if you're local or, uh, set up a, a time to talk with him. He's, he's more than willing to to talk with you and, and, and chat about anything, not just business. I appreciate it, man. And yeah, if you're a, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, I would highly recommend continuing to listen because I think, uh, Michael is very far ahead of, um, of where, I was for sure whenever I was um whenever I was kind of navigating in my mid twenties. So definitely a good resource and I would highly recommend uh continuing to get to know this guy. Thank you, thank you. All right, Jake. Until next time. Thank you so much for jumping on. Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. Hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh if you did, please be sure to share it with a couple of friends as well as give a five star review so we continue to grow and uh, share this mission of enjoying your career, finding passion, figuring out what you want to do, and uh, just growing within your career. So uh, thank you again for listening to another episode, and I'm looking forward to episode 10, uh, where I will be talking a little bit one-on-one, just recapping what's been happening so far and what we have to look forward to with this podcast moving forward. Hope you have a great week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you ever have a question that you want to submit for the show, email us or find us on social media. 
If you have an extra few seconds to leave a review, that would really help us as we try to reach more people. Again, I can't thank you guys enough and we'll catch you on the next episode.